Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show with Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. Here is Brady Cannon. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I am Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds. And Wes, we have reached the final week, the final event of the 2021-2022 PGA Tour golf season. It is the Tour Championship at East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia. The top 30 players in the FedEx Cup standings will make up the field after the top 70 completed the field, or competed last week, rather, at the BMW Championship, trying to earn a spot into this week's grand finale. And one unfortunate casualty, Will Zalatoris, he withdrew last week from the BMW with back pain, and he has done so again. He did so on Tuesday morning, removing himself from the Tour Championship with what is thought to be two herniated discs in his back, and he will also miss the President's Cup in a few mm-hmm. weeks. A really tough blow, my friend, for this young star who just earned his first career victory two weeks ago in Memphis. Yeah, and he was going to start third in the FedEx Cup point standings, by the way, and we'll describe it a little bit more in detail as we get on with the show. It is staggered scoring format based on how many FedEx Cup points you have. So Will Zalatoris, who is third in the points, was going to start out at seven under par this week because there are two different markets. There's the ones with starting strokes. So essentially, that's the one to win the FedEx Cup. And then there's the 72-hole low score market. But Will Zalatoris, you know... Gets his first win two weeks ago and has a great opportunity, obviously only three back, to go ahead and win the FedEx Cup, but is going to have to miss that, going to have to miss the President's Cup. So uh, Davis Love the third will have a decision here in two weeks. Uh, six captains picks, by the way. Six have automatically qualified. So somebody, Will Zalatoris was obviously going to be selected as a captain's pick. So somebody is going to have to replace him. So we'll see that decision in a couple of weeks. 
Patrick Cantley was your winner in Wilmington, Delaware last week, bettering Scott Stallings and holding off Xander Schauffele and Scotty Scheffler. He moves into the number two spot in the FedEx Cup point standings right behind Scheffler. And with the adjusted scoring start this week in Atlanta, Cantley will now begin the event at East Lake at eight under par, two shots behind Scheffler, who begins at 10 under. You mentioned Zalatoris. He would have been in the third position starting at seven under. Xander Schauffele, he arrives at at the fourth spot in the FedEx Cup standings. And, Wes, he'll begin at six Mm -hmm. under par. And one thing to clear up, I know I've been asked this a little bit on uh, social media, on the Twitter machine, at Wes Reynolds and the number one. There is no alternate here this week. There is no replacement because Zalatoris dropped out. So you don't see them these guys move up. So nobody is going to start at seven under. So everybody's going to start where they were. It's just taking Zalatoris out of the field, and there's also no alternate. So tough luck kind of for Shane Lowry, who is the right outside the top 30. He would have been the one if they were to do that and put a player in. They do not. So we are going to have 29 players, uh, at least as of right now, in case somebody else uh, may withdraw. We did have Cameron Smith, of course, withdraw last week at the BMW. As far as we know, as we record this show, Cameron Smith is scheduled to play at Eastlake. As far as the handicap for me this week, West, I looked at strokes gained off the tee, total driving, strokes gained on the par fours. Of course, this being a par 70 course, I looked at scrambling, putting, and greens and regulation gained. The correlated courses I looked at were TPC River Highlands, where they play the Travelers, Sedgefield Country Club, where they play the Wyndham, the Summit Club, that was home to the CJ Cup here in Las Vegas last year, and then, of course, TPC Sawgrass, where they hold the players. Yeah, for me, in terms of correlated courses, I think all of those make sense. I used TPC Southwind a little bit where they were at Memphis a couple weeks ago, simply because of the Zoya grass in the fairways and whatnot, very similar. A little bit of Quail Hollow, uh, Sheshan International, where they play the uh, WGC event over in China. If you're looking for Donald Ross designs, maybe not direct correlations, but Aronimink, Detroit, Oak Hill, Pinehurst 2, Plainfield, Sedgefield, like you mentioned for the Wyndham. Reese Jones did do the redesign here. So Aronimink, Baltusrol, Bell Reeve, uh, the blue course at Congressional, several different uh, redesigns that Reese Jones has done. In terms of stats, I also looked at total driving. I thought that... These fairways are relatively narrow. Some of the more narrowest on tour, I think they're about maybe 24 to 25 feet wide. So you've got to be accurate as well as long because this is a par 70 and it's a long course for a par 70, about 7346 from the tips here. So I looked at total driving. I looked at strokes gain ball striking, which is off the tee plus approach. Looked a little bit at approach, looked at a little bit at strokes gain, T degree, and a lot more general stats this week. And then proximity gain from 200 or more yards and also strokes gain par four. In terms of around the green, putting, this is not a really hard course in which to putt. The speed is relatively reasonable, uh, 12 on the stint meter. So I don't think the speed's going to be too fast nor too slow for these guys. But I did look at scrambling gain because you are going to miss the greens here. The greens are a little bit over 6,000 square feet. So not big nor small, kind of in the middle. But because if you miss the fairway, it is hard to get the approach on the rough. 
I think scrambling gain is going to be very important this week. Well, and the traditional Donald Ross design runoff areas around the green as well. So you'll need a deft touch around the green. Scrambling certainly made it onto my card as far as one of the stats I looked at this week. It is time to kick off our member guest segment and bring in another voice into the conversation. Joining us once again, I believe it's the third season in a row. It's Mackenzie Kramer. He is the producer of ESPN's Daily Wager show, and you can follow him on Twitter at MacNova. Mackenzie, thank you very much for joining us once again this season. A very interesting handicap this week with the adjusted scoring to begin the event. Now, we know the golf course very well. It's been the site of the Tour Championship for the past 21 seasons. But how do you approach the handicap this week with only 29 players in the field and the players already starting with a number of strokes in their pocket according to their position in the FedEx Cup standings? Hey, thank you for having me on. And yeah, I mean, I have to change my approach completely compared to how I normally like to handicap golf courses. I mean, or t- typically what I like to do is I look to try to find reasons to fade the top of the board and try to hammer that, you know, 20 to 1 to 60 to 1 range. But you only have 29 guys and the players are getting starting strokes. It's really hard to really go that far down the board this week, especially since the guys getting the starting strokes are the best players in the world. It's like you're giving the, you know, it's like JT Poston and Sahit Tagala are starting 10 under at 8 under. It's Scotty Scheffler and Pat. Or Cantlay. So the elite guys who are already playing very well are getting a head start. So you really don't want to go that far down the board this week. And if you do, I'm looking for guys who have kind of ceiling outcomes among players who can who can go really low this week. Can a guy gain 15, 16 strokes in the field if they put it all together? So if I do want to go further down the board, I'm looking uh, more for guys who have a lot of upside. Yeah, McKenzie, I'm with you because I, I found that it was very hard with the starting strokes market where I, like Scotty Scheffler's uh, 5 to 2 plus 250. I found it very hard necessarily to back those guys because those guys know they have a lead. So you do worry that they're going to play at least a little bit defensive, knowing that they have a lead on some of these guys that really have to have that sense of urgency to uh, go low here. So did you uh, elect to concentrate on the without starting strokes market? Because that's what I went to this week. Um, I did a little bit of both. Um, I I actually did more with the with starting strokes market. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you always kind of want to have the golfers have the same motivation as you as the better. I mean, you don't always get that with sports with like spreads like NFL and, and things like that. But, you know, a guy could, a guy isn't necessarily chasing the low 72 hole score. They're trying to get the, the, sure. uh, you know, the $18 million up top. So, you know, if you're, if you're one shot out of the, of the lead there, you're, you're, you're chasing that. So you might be taking more chances uh, to that could potentially, you know, hurt, hurt your chance of losing the, the without starting strokes market. But, you know, I, I kind of looked at both markets this week, though. I did actually kind of like a, a couple of the plays and the uh, with starting strokes market. So I kind of mixed the two, honestly, this week. Mackenzie, you mentioned the starting strokes market, and of course, Scotty Scheffler tops the board, the number one player as far as FedEx Cup, uh, FedEx Cup points. He starts at 10 under par, and you also mentioned you don't want to go down the board too far. I found the same problem. What was your cutoff point? How far can you go down? Do you go down to somebody at minus four that starts off six shots off the pace, or to minus three, seven shots off the pace? How, how far do you think you can go uh, before you think it's kind of an unrealistic chance? Four under is kind of where I've been going the last couple of years, and this year in particular. I also like a bunch of the guys at four under this week, so it's kind of easy to merge the two. The one little wrinkle this week that you didn't get in the past three tour championships is that the guy at seven under this week, Will Zalatoris, isn't playing. So that's one fewer elite player that these guys pretty far down the board have to chase. So, you know, maybe there's a better chance for guys down the, that, 
pretty far down the leaderboard to, to actually come back this year as opposed to previous years. But, you know, we've seen this tournament three years with starting strokes, and the winners have come in five under, ten under, and ten under. So the, the leader entering the week has won each of the last two years. So it's always it, it sounds nice on paper to say, hey, just make up two shots on the leader every day and, you know, grind your way up to the lead. But, you know, making up two strokes on guys like Scotty Scheffler every day is a little bit more – it's easier said than done. So I think four under is kind of where I'm looking at, which leaves off some guys like John Rahm and, John, and Justin Thomas, who, you know, I'm not really touching this week. Yeah, McKenzie mentioned it, Brady. 2019, the first year they did this format, Rory McIlroy started at five under par uh, and and was able to actually win at the lowest gross score at 267 also caught the leader Xander Shoffley by the way finished runner-up so yeah Mac you got an instant wrinkle this week because Rory McIlroy is the favorite in the low 72 market of course Scotty Scheffler being number one in the FedEx Cup points is number one in the uh, starting strokes market so uh, when you look at the uh, adjusted scoring where did you start with the starting strokes market? So with the starting strokes market, I look really hard at Rory McIlroy. I mean, I do think that he makes a lot of sense this week, but I end up uh, I end up going to Xander Shoffley instead. I mean, mm-hmm. just because his course history, which is not always the thing I like to look at, but it's really hard to ignore when it comes to Shoffley. He averages over two strokes gained per round in this event, which is absolutely unheard of. It's about over a half stroke better than anybody in this field. He's only got two guys ahead of him on the leaderboard, and his course and his and his recent form has been really, really good. So it's really hard to look past Andrew Shoffley at six under, especially since you're getting uh, a better price than you are on either Shuffler uh, or Cantlay. So that's kind of where I'm starting this card. And then there's a couple guys at four under that I like. Um, and the first guy I clicked on this week was Tony Finau. I mean, this is a guy that in three of his last eight, eight starts, he's gained at least 17 strokes in the field, won a rocket mortgage, another Donald Ross course, won the three MO, but not that that's a course comp for this week. But still, I, like he's shown the ability to go really, really low and recently, and he's shown the ability to win. And I think 22 to one is a very fair number for him at four under. I mean, I know he's 18 to one, a lot of places, but I caught a 22 earlier today and I love that bet. I'd, I'd still take it at 18, which is what I'm seeing in most places. And the other guy that I like uh, at four under a little bit of a longer shot, Cameron Young. Uh, I caught a 55 to one on him today. Wow. He's got seven top three finishes without a win. He was tied for second at the rocket mortgage as well. The only other time he's played at Donald Ross course, obviously it's a, only a one uh, event sample. So you can't read that much into it, but this is another guy who, when he's hot, he can go really, really low. I, I said seven top three finishes. He's gained at least 13 strokes in the field five times this season, and he's a great driver. I heard you guys talking right before I came on, and, and I think total driving is probably the number one stat I'm going for this week. I want guys who can stay in the fairway and have that distance, and Cameron Young definitely fits both those categories. So at 55 to 1, I, I, at 4 under, I, I like that number a lot for him. Yeah, Cameron Young, number one in the field in strokes gained off the tee this week. Uh, Mackenzie, anybody that you're fading this week, either they're not in good form or you don't think they're a good fit for the golf course, and it's kind of interesting to say somebody not in good form because just about everybody here has made a push at the end of the season here to get into the top 30. However, there are some guys that have kind of been sitting in that catbird seat all season long and, and may have come off the boil just a little bit in the last month or so. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great way to phrase it. It's very hard to find guys you really want to fade because you're either fading an elite golfer who's kind of an average form or you're fading one of these you know average golfers who's playing above their heads right now. But a couple guys I'm looking at fading, um, Max Homa, 
Um, he's been a pretty inconsistent golfer throughout his career. He's lost his last three events on approach. Like he, he tends to pop and win when he's doing really well, but I also think that he can have a little bit more downside than some of these guys around his range in the odds board. So I think home is a guy that I'm looking to go against. I already went with Victor Hovland in a head-to-head against him. That's the only head-to-head I've bet so far this week. And the other guy who I haven't really seen the head-to-heads on him, but as a guy I'm looking to fade is Cameron Smith. And Cameron Smith's a guy I faded all year, and it's kind of cost me a lot because he continues to play at you know one of the highest levels in the sport this year. But he withdrew last week from a no-cut event with an injury, which that's a red flag for me that if you're going to be passing up that free money. And the other thing, too, is out of all the guys who are among the top 10 golfers in the world, these elite guys, he's the one who sprays his, golfer, uh, his driver the most. And at, at, this, at this course, we talked about how driving accuracy is so important in distance. And I think Cameron Smith has the worst uh, driver among the guys near the top of the leaderboard and near the top of the odds board. So Smith is a guy that if I start to see some good head-to-heads with him, I'm probably going to look to fade him. So, uh, Mackenzie, I know you mentioned you approach both markets a little bit this week, the starting stroke market. So essentially to win the FedEx Cup and then the low 72 market. So uh, go ahead and give us your uh, top four outrights, even though having four is a lot in a field of only 29. Yeah, I, I kind of just gave uh, the, the three that I've, I've made so far with uh, with um, Xander, Cameron Young, and uh, Tony Fino. Fino, I'm actually splitting my exposure both with the outright to win market and in the without starting strokes market. I think minus four is kind of where you're where where there's not really that much of a difference between the two odds. I'm kind of just splitting it up that way in case he goes really low but doesn't quite catch Scheffler. I can win both ways. But the one guy I bet in the non-starting strokes market that uh, I have not bet the other one is Colin Morikawa, who I, I caught a 28-1 to 1 to him on uh, DraftKings earlier today. And in a 29-person field, I mean, that, that's, that's basically saying that he's an average golfer in this field. And when Morikawa's going, he's one of the best golfers in the world. I mean, 28-1 to 1 is the number they get on him on majors. And I do think his form is starting to come around a little bit. He did get a fifth at the FedEx St. Jude. And last week, he, he was starting to – he looked like he was going to put together another pretty good finish last week. And then he just completely fell apart in the back nine, uh, put up a 10 on a par five. And I think that's kind of keeping his number down a little bit. And I think that provides a little bit of value on Morikawa. He's had a bit of a disappointing season, and I don't like to bet back guys who aren't in great form in the FedEx Cup playoffs because usually in the FedEx Cup playoffs, the guys typically tend to ride great form, and, that, and, and that's who wins these events. But I think Morikawa's form is starting to, to come around, and that number, it's, it's hard to avoid him at 28-1, to 1, and even 25-1 to 1 I think is a good bet on, uh, on Morikawa. Yeah, I agree with you about the form in these FedEx Cup playoffs. It, it does seem to be kind of a momentum ride for these guys at the top of the points list, uh, Patrick. Patrick Cantlay, of course, winning last week. Scotty Scheffler's been playing well. Uh, I kind of went with some form guys this week as well. So uh, your four plays there, Xander, Cam Young, Finau, and Morikawa. Morikawa only in the 72-hole low score market, and Finau in both the 72-hole and the starting strokes market. And then you've got Victor Hovland over Max Homa in a head-to-head, correct? That's what I have this week so far, though. I still got one more day to add some more plays for this. So, but, but this is usually a week where I tend to go pretty low exposure, just because I, with the 29 fan field, I tend to go a little bit further down the board. So, this is kind of a light week for me, even though uh, it's a heavy week for the players' wallets. But uh, I'm going to keep it a little bit light in terms of betting card this week. No, I'm with you there as well. Um, I, I've dumbed it down this week as well. The starting strokes is tough, and I, I just think it's kind of a harder event to bet uh, in total. But uh, certainly fun to watch the. Final Final 30 players in the FedEx Cup points and enjoy East Lake, uh, Mr. McKenzie Kramer. And thank you once again for joining us here on Long Shots, my friend. 
Appreciate you having me on again, and I'll probably talk to you next year again for East Lake. hopefully. Thank you. Thank you, Mac. You got it. Sounds good. When we come back, we're going to go across the pond. Yes, the European Tour is in action this week as well. Wes will have his plays for the Omega European Masters when we return right here on Long Shots. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you covering the Tour Championship and also the DP World Tour as we head across the pond to take a look at the Omega European Masters in Switzerland this week. Wes, what did you do here across the pond? I know you had a near miss last week. Yeah, hopefully a better result in terms of getting an outright as we had a 70-1 to on Gavin Green, led most of the weekend. Saturday's round in Prague at the Czech Masters did get rained out, so they only did 54 holes, so you're like, okay, you feel better with a three-shot lead with 18 to play rather than 36 to play. And Gavin Green held the lead for most of the final round, but found his water or found water with the tee shot on 14, missed a five-foot bogey, fell back to a share of the lead. Max Kiefer, the German, makes birdie on 17. But Gavin Green had one more shot on 18, stiffs it to inside 10 feet, but his birdie putt lipped out. So Max Kiefer, who is a guy that I bet uh, – well, relatively frequently on the DP world tour over the years, 60 to one ends up uh, getting a winner for him. He'd made 249 DP world tour starts without a victory. So now he gets at least in the winner circle. Gavin green will have to uh, settle for another time back to back runners up too. Cause he was runner up in the Asian invitational series over in Singapore the week before. So Kiefer not in the field this week. Green is, I don't know if I'm going to go back to green. I 
wonder if that scar tissue back-to-back weeks on different continents getting second place finishes if maybe he's a fade this week so i didn't use him uh the omega european masters as you mentioned brady it was founded as the swiss open so it's actually played in the swiss alps cran sur golf club which is a really beautiful golf course if you watch it's at elevation right yes it is Uh, it's in montana switzerland that's about a two-hour east drive of geneva and Sevi Ballesteros redesigned this track back in 1997. It was originally designed in 1908. Par 70, 68, 48, played at altitude in the Swiss Alps. Uh, tree line, undulating test, very tiny greens, about 10 and a uh, 10, six on the stint meter too. So they run pretty darn slow. You've got bent and grass, poa greens guarded by bunkers runoff areas. So for the par fours measure less than 400 yards to stretch over 500 yards. So you have varying lengths on this course. So uh has been interesting. I think six of the last 12 have been won by Scandinavian. So you look at some of the leaderboard Rasmus Hoygaard won here, Sebastian Soderberg, Alexander Norin, Thomas Bjorn, uh, a couple of occasions So Scandinavians have done very well here. So for my card, I did have a couple of them uh, a little bit deeper down the board, but Romain long ass 35 to one hadn't played since about four weeks ago where he was 14th at the hero open nine top twenties, five top tens on the DP world tour this season. Form's been good all around eighth on tour for strokes gain T to green ninth on approach fifth on scrambling Antoine Rosner, another Frenchman, 45 to one. He was 13th last week in Prague, but actually led the field for both strokes gain approach and strokes gain T to green. So what does that tell you? He was dead last on the greens last weekend. <laughs> so some modest improvements because these are not because these are slower greens. These aren't necessarily hard to put. I'm guessing these that guys. they keep them so slow because if you're so high up in elevation, yeah, in the Alps, th- these you're are going to get some wind. Yeah, these are going to roll and uh, a lot of bad putts. So. Look, they don't, they don't want it to be too tough, but the ball striking has been good over the last couple months for Rosner. So I'm on him also at 45 to one Matt Wallace, who is the unlucky number 126 in the FedEx cup point standings where you got to be inside the 125. but his last two starts on the DP world tour. Cause he's played predominantly on the PGA tour this year. Last two starts. He was 18th, uh, at the European Open and fifth at the Dutch Open, respectively. So he's only three weeks removed from a top 10 at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So that was against a better field than this one. So I think he relishes the drop in class here. Marcus Kinholt, 50 to 1. Uh, a, a guy from Sweden, Scandinavian player, like I said, six of the last 12. Kinholt's finished 10th and 12th at this event in recent years. Uh, at the Kazoo Classic three starts ago, he was third, and then he missed a cut at Northern Ireland. Then he was 23rd last week in Prague. So Marcus Kinnell, 50 to 1. Guido Migliazzi, 60 to 1. He was seventh here on this course last year. Signs of life over the summer. He's 10th at the Dutch Open. He was 14th at the U.S. Open. was 18th at the uh, Handa World Invitational there in Northern Ireland over his last seven starts. And then my long shot this week, uh, Lucas Biergaard, 100 to 1. Haven't He's, heard from him in yeah, a while. Yeah, huh? because remember, uh, you know, that great match play effort yep. against Tiger kind of put him on the map, but he's down in like the 400s in the world right now, but he's got two top tens on this course. He was runner up here back in 2018. He was third in Wales actually three weeks ago where we got Callum Shanklin home for a winner. Best finish though, in a tough 2022, he has missed 13 of 18 cuts. So we're not giving you a guy exactly on good form here, but I think he's maybe a horse for course here. All right. When we come back, we will dive into our match play segment. All the plays from Wes and myself for the Tour Championship right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year 
by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is time for the match play segment right here on Long Shots when we go over all of our plays for this week's event, that being the Tour Championship, the final event of the 2021-2022 PGA Tour season. Only 29 players in the field, all trying to hoist the FedEx Cup and collect that $18 million first prize. Our colleague Matt Humans does not have any plays this week. He was burned a couple years ago when he was on Xander Shoffley, who actually had the low seven. 72-hole score, but because of the adjusted scoring mm-hmm. format, Dustin Johnson was your FedEx Cup champion. So Matt is uh, taking a back seat this week. He's getting ready for football. Uh, but Wes, let's dive into the plays that you made. Yeah, we're going to try to get one more here in the 2021-2022 season. Uh, I went exclusively low 72-hole market, and that is also the without starting strokes market. So I found it hard, and I mean, you know, you were talking about Mad when he had Xander Schauffele, who's the best player of the week, but didn't win the FedEx Cup. So what I decided to do was the without uh, starting strokes, and I didn't go too far uh, from the board uh, because Will Zalatoris did withdraw. Some of the guys, a couple of the guys that were ahead of him, they get their prices shortened. So John Rahm, I only got him at 9-1 to one without starting strokes. He disappointed at the BMW last week, but ended up T8, he was one over par after two rounds, and then he shoots 132, which was 10 under par last week on the weekend. That was two shots better than the entire field in terms of the uh, for, uh, Saturday and Sunday round. So he was actually the low 72 hole score here with Kevin Na at East Lake last year. I believe he, I believe it was 266, so that was 14 under because this is a par 70, number one on the tour for total driving. So look, if total driving's important, who better than John Rahm? Uh, I was very thrilled with his uh, resurgence last. Last week, yeah. he cashed a top 10 finish for me. Yeah, he absolutely did. And sometimes, you know, he can do that. I remember, I think it was the, uh, I think it was the Memorial. Remember when they did those two weeks in a row in Columbus? Yes. 
And that Sunday, he shot it like a 64, even though he finished down in the right. field. And then and the then very next, the next week, week. Yep. yeah, one at the Memorial uh, on the same course there I think at you Muirfield. and I were both on him that Yeah, time. absolutely. So I think momentum, you know, when you get a good round at the end, I think Rahm is a guy that can carry that over. Uh, Xander Schauffele, 11-1, also in the without starting strokes market. T3 last week, and I had him at the BMW. He actually shot the low 72-hole score here two years ago, as you mentioned. Matt was on him at Eastlake. Also, it did win the Tour Championship. This was before they changed the format. This was back in 2017. So to sum it up, twice he's had the best 72-hole score here in his three other appearances. He's finished second, third, and seventh. So he's a horse for, a horse for the course here at Eastlake. Uh, Tony Finau, 18-1, to also in the without-starting-strokes market. Finishes of 7th, 15th, 7th, and 14th in the 72-hole scoring across five starts here at Eastlake. He's playing the best golf of his career, really. If he you he really laid an egg last week, He though. did. He did. But I'm going to put that in the context here. Of course, uh, the triumphs, he won in Detroit, won in Minneapolis, and then was 5th in Memphis. And then he was 28th last weekend. He shot a 77 in the opening round on Thursday. But if you look what he did the last 54 holes, he shot the third-best score in the field only behind John Rahm and then last week's BMW winner, Patrick Cantlay. So, you know, I'm willing to dismiss that round yeah, one. It's basically just kind one of a, bad day. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm dismissing that as. And my fourth guy, I only went with four. Soon JM, 22 to one, also in the without starting strokes market. Uh, started the good form a few weeks ago. Remember, he was back to back at the 3M and the Wyndham in second place. Then made a good start at the FedEx St. Jude, was 12th, was 15th last week at the BMW at uh, Wilmington, second in the field for total driving. The game off the tee, you know, has been kind of really complemented with a very good short game. Fourth in scrambling, eighth for strokes gained around the green on the PGA Tour this year. In addition, fourth overall on the PGA Tour in par four scoring, 10th in greens and regulation, 19th in proximity of 200-plus yards. Uh, Sun JM also was not part of that exclusive meeting that we kind of talked about just briefly last week that Tiger Woods kind of led. Uh, he was not one of the elite players that were in there. I mean, you had almost all the top names there that remain on the PGA Tour, the Roms and the Thomases and the McElroys and whatnot. And I didn't see Sunjay, so I don't know if he is bound for live or maybe he just wasn't at the meeting. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to stay, and I think he's going to play very well this week, 22 to 1 on Sunjay M. All right. I stayed exclusively in the strokes or the starting strokes market, uh, played two head-to-head matchups and two outright winners. And like we were talking with our guest, Mackenzie Kramer, hard to go too far down the board because you're just putting yourself so far behind the eight ball to start the tournament. Uh, but then again, I I didn't necessarily want to play Scotty Scheffler at around mm-hmm. two to one. Uh, and I kind of have a feeling that Scheffler may not be able to hold on, uh, but I don't know uh, by the same token who's going to be able to catch him. But I have a guess on a couple of guys. And I also went with Xander Shoffley West. You, of course, have him in the 72 hole market. I have him in the starting strokes market. Mr. Limited Field, Mr. No Cut Event, yeah, Xander Shoffley. I tried him last week. He almost got home for us. He did play well, ended up finishing third, and I did cash a top 10 on him. Um, but he will come in this week four shots off the pace. He starts at six under, and, and you talked about his form at Eastlake. First, seventh, two second places, and a fifth. He's also won at River Highlands. That was one of the courses I felt had correlation here. Sets up very similar to East Lake, and he was second back at TPC Sawgrass in 2018. He cracks the top 10 in nearly all the stats I looked at over the course of his last 24 rounds. We know how hot he's been over the summer. So I went back to the 
well with Shoffley at plus 760, again, in the starting strokes market. And I took Rory McIlroy also in the starting strokes market. I got him at 12 to 1. He's another East Lake specialist, and I got this number before Willie Z withdrew. So yeah. now Rory's down to like 8 to 1. Um, so I felt 12 uh, was a pretty yeah, juicy he number was there. the one that if he beats me, beats me, that I might regret playing. Because I actually won with him a couple years ago in, in this event at a very short price. I think I want to say he was like 9 to 1. This was back when he did win in 2019. And look, and then the fact that he was five strokes back and still like 9 to 1 tells you that Rory was in pretty good form and a real good horse for course here. By the way, he did win here in the playoff in 2016 over Kevin Chappell and Ryan Moore. Also was the runner-up in 2014 to Billy Horschel. Yeah, you talk about two wins here. You talk about being a horse for the course. Two wins here and four additional top tens for Rory McIlroy at Eastlake. I really think that you could make an argument that he and Shoffley are the two biggest form horses in this field. Uh, Rory, of course, he drives it long and straight. Excellent on approach. Excellent on the par fours. He's also won at some of the correlated courses, TPC Sawgrass and the Summit Club here in Las Vegas. The bad news, of course, he will be six shots off the pace heading into day one, but that was my cutoff point. I didn't want to go any further away from the lead than that, but I will ride with Rory here again. He did cash a top 10 finish for me last week at the BMW, where he gained strokes everywhere except with the putter. So if the putter can heat up this week, he may just get us home. And then two full tournament head-to-head matchups, again, with starting strokes. I took McElroy minus 130 over John Rahm. He starts the tournament one shot ahead of John Rahm. And then I took Matthew Fitzpatrick Patrick plus 115 over Justin Thomas. Thomas really hasn't been in great form. No. Uh, going back all the way to the Scottish Open, even the U.S. Open where he finished 37th, they will both start at, at not even par, but they are an, on an even ledger here. They are both starting the Tour Championship at minus three. Yeah, so uh, look, uh, a very good-looking card. Obviously, you can't go too short necessar- or too long necessarily this week with only now 29 players in the field. But uh, somebody is going to win the FedEx Cup, and somebody is going to win $18 million. Sounds like a good weekend to me. That is going to do it for this week's edition of Long Shots. No show next week. We've got the week off for college football and Labor Day weekend. Enjoy the Tour Championship, everybody. Thank you for tuning in from all of us at VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 